welcome to the Happy in Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Arnold. I'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom. I help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Today is a very special podcast. I am going to be giving you my four-step framework of how you can get unstuck, unstressed, out of overwhelm. This is the four steps that I am always coaching my clients on that I developed in my program. I've used it for hundreds of people. It always works. It's so useful and it's so simple. So if you ever find yourself overwhelmed, stuck, stressed out, one of these steps is going to be the solution. Always, 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 always. So let's get to it. I wanted to make sure you all knew a little bit of my history. I was a pathologist. I guess I still am a pathologist. I used to sign out GI and soft tissue and liver. And I had my own experience with burnout, which is what had me develop this, this four-step framework. My burnout experience was pretty slow. I didn't even really realize I had it until I was in a leadership course and they asked us to take an abbreviated burnout survey and I was showing all signs of burnout, which was a real surprise to me. I fell in love with pathology as a medical student and I really loved every part of it. And my burnout story came on pretty slowly until I saw the survey and they started recognizing, you know, my sleep has fallen off in the past few years. I do feel like I'm always rushing and overwhelmed and reactive to the world and not in control of my feelings and things are happening at me and feeling unappreciated at work and not heard and invisible and devalued. Always getting the worst schedule. I can't get my cases signed out in time. I'm always working on notes. I'm always behind. I'd have blips of really beautiful moments. Like I'd write a paper, or I'd get an international talk invitation and I'd feel great for a couple hours. Then it would all come rushing back at me. So I found coaching as a way to help mitigate and heal for my own burnout story. And I felt better the very first session. I fell back in love with my job. I fell back in love with medicine and I really could have done it forever and been very, very happy. As it turned out, coaching was this really profound experience for me that had me walk out of my burn, burnout journey the very first session, strengthen my marriage, get me back on track with my sleep and my eating and my relationship with my kids, it just changed everything in such an immediate way that I was fascinated with it. And I wanted to know, okay, what is my coach doing? So I went to the same training she did and I started a business and I loved medicine, but I loved coaching so much more to be able to be that instrument of change to help guide other people through their burnout recovery was just so meaningful that I did retire from medicine a year ago. So because of my burnout journey, I came up with this four-step framework that I'm going to share with you today that'll help you walk out of your burnout story, help you look at life a little bit differently, and it's really simple. Here's how this is going to run is I'm going to tell you a little bit about the science of what's going on, a little bit about the science, like a couple of minutes. And then I'm going to give you a four-step framework. And if you have any questions, make sure you write in and let me know. I'd love to continue the conversation. We are doing this work every single day in my coaching program. 
So if this is work that feels really good to you, know that this is available to you. You can go to yourpathandfocus.com and sign up as soon as today or reach out for a consultation and we can talk about it. So burnout is defined as, if you were to look it up, there's a 22-item Maslach burnout inventory. It's a standard benchmark to measure burnout, and it contains three subscales, emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, personal accomplishment. These numbers are important. As little as a one-point increase in emotional exhaustion is associated with a 7% increase in suicidal ideation and a 5% increase in major medical errors. I'm going to show you or tell you the summary of a JAMA paper that came out just last month. This, the trainees they worked with, 73% of them were positive for burnout. Burnout is important. 2022, the U.S. Surgeon Journal declared physician burnout a crisis. We know there are scientific studies that show burnout is associated with substance abuse, turnover, higher rates of medical errors, patient mortality. So very exciting work was just published last month, and there are a lot of really high-quality papers showing burnout as an effective intervention on, on or is coaching as an effective intervention for physician wellness. And where there are lots and lots of tools out there, the only one that I've seen rigorously tested by multiple independent investigators of physician coaches and and coaching and wellness programs, coaching is the only thing that I see consistently moving the dial in a statistically significant way. So it's very exciting to see that the literature is supporting my own experience with coaching and my own burnout journey. So in this study, and I will put it in the references below, this is another study by Mann and Feinstein at the University of Colorado. They recruited over 1,000 trainees, 1,000 trainees who identified as women who were enrolled from 26 institutions across the United States. And they had an intervention group with the, which has included a four-month online coaching program. What they taught them is the same we all went to the same school of life coach, the life coach school coaching certification. So it's similar to what you'll be learning today. And what was exciting is that they were able to demonstrate that while 73% of the trainees at the very beginning identified as having burnout, scored positive for burnout, that through this online web-based coaching program, they could decrease imposter syndrome, burnout, moral injury, and statistically significantly improve self-compassion and flourishing. So exciting. The features of this that I think are worthwhile mentioning is this was online, which is just fantastic because even if you are in a very rural part of Australia or New Zealand or the United States, and you don't have a coach at your institution, we know you partner with a coach somewhere in the world via Zoom, you can have, it can have a positive impact on your well-being. This study was asynchronous, which means not every surgical resident could make every call that was live, right? Some of them would watch the replays later. Even those that weren't live would show a benefit of being in the program. So exciting because the reality is for any physician, we are unlikely to make all sessions live, but we can catch up on the recordings and it's nice to know that can be a benefit. The U.S. Surgeon General strongly recommends that any intervention on burnout be accompanied with a social connection component. Which makes group coaching such a national, uh, such a natural segue for recovery. But where their study looked at, it was a four month program. In my experience, you feel better at the very first session. It for sure does not take four months to see results. So, what exactly is coaching? 
how I would define it, you'll see lots of different examples, is that it is a way where you can on purpose, with intention, pick your thinking, your emotions, your actions, and results. We work on all these together to help you get closer to your goals and to feel better. So what happens when you are a normal human and you feel stuck or overwhelmed or stressed or there's no options? Here's where my four-step framework comes in. So I'm going to walk you through it. Step one is decide what you want. Now that sounds really simple, but in reality, it's not. And here's why it's not. We have judgments about what we should want. It sounds something like this. I should be writing more. I should have all my notes written by now. I should be reading more. I should be spending more time with my kids. Notice whenever you say should to yourself, it's a combination of shame and blame. It generally feels terrible. So it can make it hard to know what we want. Another reason why it can be hard to know what we want is if we're thinking about what other people are thinking about us. For example, we're thinking they might be judging us. It might sound like this. Boss boss thinks we should see more patience. Partner thinks we should be earning more money. Kids think we are not home enough. As long as we're thinking about what other people are thinking about us, and that's fine. That's normal. That's what all human brains do. Nothing has gone wrong. But if we're in everyone else's brain, no one is in our brain taking care of us. Makes it so hard to know what we want. I also want to make a note. So many clients, when they first come to me, when we start exploring what do they want, their first answer is, I have no idea. Because it might have been decades since you really asked yourself what you want. Because it might have been decades where we're thinking, well, this is what the institution wants. This is what my partner wants. This is what the kids want. It's not a problem. I just want to make note if you're like, I have no idea what I want right now. It's okay. That's where many people start in their coaching journey. And you can reconnect with yourself at any time. I'm going to give you some tools for that. I was just coaching someone who was senior leader at a major US institution who came into coaching with her thought being she's only a value if she has grants. That's it. She was under a lot of pressure to always get more and more and more and more grants. It's not a bad strategy that works for many people, but was really having a toll on her mental and physical health because she wasn't sleeping well, because her relationships were strained. She was starting to hate the job she loved. We started dismantling that in the very first session. What I'm trying to say is we all have stories we've carried around for decades that can be a little bit painful and where you might be thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to take me decades more to get through it. It's never true. You are always just one thought away from a breakthrough. You can start telling a different story today. Change happens fast, as fast as you can think. And that's what the power of coaching is. Some tools or how do you figure out what you want is check in with your body. I teach my clients to be very connected to their body. You're looking for a whole body. Yes. Whole body is like, yes, I want to do this. I'm excited. Or this feels like relief or this feels really good or it feels so much lighter. We want to check in with our body because our body will never lie to us. Our brain, on the other hand, the answer to anything the brain wants is usually work harder, work longer, get more money, get more status. That's generally what all human brains are looking for. It's not wrong. Just know that that's what all human brains are looking for. And we want to be checking in with our body. We want to make more decisions from our body. Know that this is where it can be important. Another, another tip for deciding what you want is that the energy we create from is the energy we create more of. 
So if fear of missing out is driving your life, if fear is driving your life, like I have to do this because I'm afraid what my boss will think. I have to do this because I'm afraid what my partner will think. If fear is driving you, at the end of that action, you'll just be more afraid. So you want to be so careful. What is the energy fueling your life? For example, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, am I missing thing? I need to check my phone right now. And you check your phone. You generally don't feel more relieved forever. You generally check it, put it down, take a deep breath. I'm like, oh my God, I got to check it again. Fear creates more fear. The energy we create from is the energy we create more of. So this is why we want to be checking in with our body to figure out where are we creating pockets of relief in our life. If we can have relief driving our life. We get to create more relief. You want to be thinking, what would create more relief for me today? Like that's a question you want to be asking yourself. Maybe it's going to go on a walk at the break. Maybe it's ha- have a nice cup of tea for the next talk. Maybe it's chatting with a friend at the break or not working on Sunday afternoon. Like f- Find out where your relief is. That's how you grow it. The energy we create from is the energy we create more of. Right, so those are tips for step one, deciding what you want. Step two is create lots of options. We're humans where we get stuck is when we tell ourselves we have no options, all all the options are terrible, or there are no options, or there's only one option and I hate it, or I have no control over the outcome. All of that feels terrible, and that's where humans will naturally get very stuck. Whenever we feel like we have no options as very autonomous, independent, brilliant physicians, we are going to feel very activated around this, very stressed out about this. So the result is create so many options. I'll give you an example. I was coaching a senior leader on a recent faculty departure where his hospital said, we are absolutely not hiring anybody. We're in a budget freeze because of the economy. There are no plans to rehire. The leader was livid with lots of thoughts like this hospital doesn't value me. They're decapitating me. They're cutting me off at the knees. I can't lead in a way that makes sense. We can't get this hospital covered. We're going to make major mistakes. We're going to lose more faculty during this period. So it was full of very intense emotions that make a lot of sense. When you look at how he's thinking about it, of course, anyone would feel livid, frustrated, and anxious when we think we have no options. So we did that coaching is reminding him, okay, well, what's your goal here? Let's get laser focused. And he said, it is to get faculty coverage. So then we just took a deep breath. Okay, let's just think about all the options. Think about all the options, all of them. And he left the session with 20 different options. Give you some examples, but I want to say, I want you to, I want to emphasize by creating these options, by focusing on their his goal, creating options, he had an immediate shift. He felt empowered, determined, motivated, and he was able to lead the charge to get his goal, which is faculty coverage. So what are some ideas? He said, I'm going to find out when that budget is approved, and we're going to make sure this stays on the docket. Another one, I'm going to keep advocating for the replacement. They said no once. Doesn't mean we're done. We can keep done this discussion. He said, I'm going to go back and do all the numbers, how hiring a pathologist creates money for the hospital because one pathologist can generate so much revenue. He said, I'm going to go compare. I'm going to go see what a locum tenens pathologist would cost and bring someone in maybe on a temporary basis into the budgets approved. Or he said, I'm going to show them a locum tenens is so much more expensive than just hiring a pathologist. We can save so much money by hiring a pathologist. Or I'm going to look at an instructor level help, maybe not a full-fledged faculty, but a smaller dollar amount help. I'm going to consider bringing on fellows that have sign-out privileges. I'm going to hire more mid-level support so it can defray some of the stress of the faculty. 
we are going to rework the schedule. We're going to consider letting go of contracts to ancillary hospitals when we don't, we're not fully staffed. He had 20 plus options. What we did on coaching, how you create lots of options is you recognize, yes, I'm livid because there's a problem and I'm going to handle this. I'm going to come up with options. I'm going to find a path forward. That's what creates lots of options. That's what creates a, a shift in feeling towards something of empowerment, which gives you beautiful ideas to move forward. Step three, support yourself no matter what, for as long as it takes, because it wouldn't be uncommon for a faculty leader to have 20 ideas how to move this forward in the hospital to say no to all 20 of them, right? That would not be uncommon. But could you support yourself no matter what for as long as it takes? You will hit roadblocks. Not all 20 ideas will be viable. Maybe you need 35 ideas. The hospital may not say yes the first time you say you want to hire a faculty at $250,000 a year for the rest of their life. They may not say yes the first time, but maybe they will in the 18th time. Maybe they will when you have data. Maybe they will when you show them it saves money. Maybe they will when it says you show them that you can support more contracts with another person. Could you support yourself no matter what for as long as it takes? Because if you can, you can guarantee your success. And just imagine what that feels like to say, I am going to guarantee my success. It's a very powerful statement and is a value. It is available for you. Step four is to evaluate and iterate. So I teach in my program, I teach people how to evaluate and iterate just means that we are going to do an action, learn from it, optimize it, and then redo the action all over again. It is the fastest way humans learn is by doing, learning from it, studying it, doing it again. How you want to evaluate, be really careful here. More really careful here. Most humans, when they evaluate, they're going to start with, "Oh my gosh, this didn't work. They don't care about me. I'm I'm screwing up. This is a terrible system. They'll never be able. I'll never be able to get out of it." We that's where the normal brain starts with all the things that don't work, and it feels horrible, and it shuts your brain down from ideas. So what we want to be doing is starting with what's actually working, because I promise you, no matter what, you'll find something that works. Maybe it's that. You set up meetings in a timely fashion, that you showed up on time, the technology worked, you had good data. We look at everything that worked first because there's always a lot of good. And as we celebrate that good, it feels really good in our body. Our brain is paying attention. Our inner self is paying attention to what we're saying. And we show evidence that we're doing a good job. It feels good. And we want to keep doing what's working. We want to celebrate those wins. And then we ask ourselves, how can we do better, even better next time? How can we be even kinder to our future self? How can we even get closer to our goals? And we go again, we iterate, and we just keep going back to this evaluate, iterate process. Now, tips on the step four is you want to avoid the blame, shame, should cycle. You want to avoid blaming yourself, the others, shaming yourself, the others, just because when we're blaming and shaming ourselves, we generally close down options and it feels pretty terrible. It's okay that you're there. All humans go there. And where you're going to find relief, where you're going to find brilliant ideas and possibilities is in, in between the blame and the shame. So I like to suggest fuel this with curiosity of what is possible. Not what is probable. The brain will be like, that's not possible. They said, no, 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 no. What is possible? Not what is probable. It comes back to, there's this problem here and I can handle it. 
So in summary, the coaching framework that I'm offering you today is a framework you can use for any part of your life, work, life, home, relationships, any part of your life. This is something that you're going to use anytime you feel stressed, stuck, you're unsure what to do. I promise the answer is in one of these four steps or multiple of the four steps. Step one, decide what you want. Step two, create lots and lots of options. Step three, support yourself no matter what for as long as it takes. Step four, evaluate and iterate. If you liked what you heard today, I want to invite you to consider joining my program where we do this work every single day. This is one of hundreds of tools that are available to you. And I think the real value is having a coach to help you integrate this thinking so it just becomes second nature and in the community to support and celebrate you every step of the way. You can join us right now by going to yourpathandfocus.com and enrolling or booking a consult if you want to talk about the results you could expect in my program. I'd be happy to answer any questions at yourpathandfocus.com. I also wanted to thank those of you who listened all the way to the end. Thank you so much. And may I ask you for a little favor? Since you listened all the way to the end, do you mind subscribing and leaving a five-star review with a comment on iTunes? The comment can be super brief. It can just be, I love this episode, or I can't wait for more, or whatever's on your mind. Why that's so meaningful is it helps the algorithm send this podcast to more people like you. We can help more people feel better right now. And this is how we can partner together to make the world a better, safer place for everyone. I'd appreciate that so much. See you next time. Bye.